progress for me Now it feels like forever It's all been a dream But I wonder So today's guest, she is from the real world Hollywood and MTV's The Ruins. She's Brianna Taylor. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. It's been a long time since I've done uh, one of these. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So before I dive into uh, MTV-related questions, um, I actually read you were uh, on American Idol. Yes. So what kind of, um, you know, when did you kind of get interested in singing? Um, I was 12 years old um, uh, the first time I actually figured out that I could sing. Uh, I was at camp. Um, this camp, uh, golden slipper up in the Poconos. Uh, I went there, uh, for years and years and years. Um, and, uh, I, the first song that I actually sang for my mom was a song that I, I learned at camp. It was, uh, Jules, um, you were meant for me. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. It was then that I was like, really like, you know, found my passion in singing. And, uh, um, then when I was 14 years old at the same camp, uh, <laughs> I, had like literally a nervous breakdown on stage. I was uh, singing uh, Christina Aguilera's I Turn to You. Okay. And um, I hit a wrong note and just started bawling in front of the entire camp. It was like a couple hundred people, um, kids and adults. And um, ever since then, uh, I realized, okay, well, if, if I didn't die after that, <laughs> uh, I can do a lot more. So um, my fear kind of lessened and lessened and lessened. And uh, now, um, uh, now I'm, uh, singing for a living. I, I do it professionally. Wow, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. um, so obviously you went on the uh, real world after doing American Idol. Um, so did you kind of get noticed through American Idol or use that as like um, sort of leverage to uh, when you were auditioning or was it a different process? Um, well, Idol actually, uh, my old friend, um, she was the one that kind of talked me into it. My um you know what? I might have to go inside in a second because my phone might die. Um, okay. Let me flip this around. Um, my is that I too close? I don't know what it, what's going on. I'm horrible with Skype. Uh, but uh, my um, my old friend was the one that actually told me to. Uh, she convinced me to audition. Uh, I went to uh, the same high school, and I also worked at the same company as uh, Justin Guarini. He was um. Uh, season one's uh, second, well, runner-up. Uh, he came in second place uh, next to Kelly Clarkson, who won the very first season. He does the uh, the Dr. Pepper commercials now. Okay. But, um, yeah. I, uh, sorry, switching again. My arm's getting okay. long, uncomfortable. Um, but, yeah, I went to us to the same high school as Justin Guarini. Um, I met him a handful of times, actually. Uh, and, um, uh, I don't know. I, I was, like, moved by what he had done um and i thought it was really cool of course i was 16 at the time when he was on the show um he actually graduated with my sister uh, my sister vicky um but uh i don't know when i turned 18 uh, my mom kind of you know uh, uh pushed me away from pursuing anything um in entertainment because uh, she had her own experiences which uh, didn't go too well <laughs> Um, you know, she never made it as far as I, I did and I have made it and I'm still making it. Um, but, uh, she, uh, um, when I turned 18, I saw it like as an opportunity that, you know, I can, uh, finally do something that I, I wanted to do my entire life. Right. And, um, uh, so I went to the audition, my audition in, uh, Foxborough, Massachusetts. Um, and the, the main audition for Simon Paula and Randy was in Boston. Um, so in Foxborough, uh, um, you know, I, I was actually, uh, um, I, I was hopeful, but I didn't think that I would make it as far as I did by any means. Um, and that was just another kind of uh, boost that I, I needed in order to realize, you know, that I was, I was put on this earth and we all are put on this earth for a reason. And, and it's up to us to find each of our individual gifts and each of our individual talents because we all have them. You know, we just kind of, my mom always would say, well, you got to fall back on something. You got to fall back on something. Well, yeah, I want to fall back on something, but you know, I don't, I, why am I going to fall back on something that I'm not meant to do? You know, like Denzel Washington said it best. If you're going to fall back on anything, fall back on your faith. And, um, and it's the truth. You said fall forward. You know, you're not going to always succeed. And there's plenty of times that I didn't succeed in, 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 um, 
in singing and um i i made it to the top 45 um season five on american idol and that's a lot further than i ever had uh expect i've never had any expectations and maybe that's why um i made it so far um now as far as real world's concerned real world kind of just happened on a fluke um i've i always wanted to pursue my singing i was 20 years old when i did real world um i'll be 33 the end of this month now so that's how long ago um it was yeah it's crazy (laughs) but um I, uh, I, real world actually, um, that was like a, a divine intervention opportunity because I went, my old roommate, Joey, actually, he came out to visit me when I did real world. Joey had been talking about going to the real world audition. You know, he actually, I'm surprised that he didn't make it on because he is like, he's gay. His dad, um, is a retired, uh, police, police, uh, Sarge, Lieutenant, something, He's retired. He's a cop, but his dad never really, you know, um, was never really approved of his. Oh, thank you. Thanks. I can't even really do it because my uh, my um, my headphones are plugged in here. Um, you know, let me actually take these out. Let's see. Okay. Oh, there she is. Uh, I'm sorry. I, uh, <laughs> I unplugged my headphones. Um, it's okay. I could I could edit that out. So. Okay. Um. Let me see me now see all right i got you now oh wait what am i doing okay all right can you see me no you can't okay let me see Um, press the um there should be like the uh video icon at the bottom just slide that to the uh right i think and then you should be good ah there you go Okay, all right. Yeah, I had to turn it off and turn it back on. Okay. Um, well, let me see if I can prop this up. Maybe that'll be a little bit better. Okay. Is that is that all right? Am I, oh, yeah. Nope, sorry. Just kidding. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. And blew down my, my phone. Um, but uh, um, how I got uh, started on the real world, it was kind of like a, a fluke opportunity um my old roommate uh joey uh who came out to see me actually when i was in uh california um he uh he had been wanting to go to this audition for uh, the longest time in philly and um he kept on asking me about it at the time i was with my ex-boyfriend bobby uh and from the show i don't know if you remember but bobby and i had all horrible horrible relationship like literally from day one um um which i I haven't talked to him since real world. Um, and, uh, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but, uh, Joey had been asking me to, uh, to, uh, uh, go to this audition with him. And, uh, uh, that the, the day of the audition, um, the audition was at, uh, seven o'clock in the morning. I didn't go to bed till four o'clock that morning. Cause I was working the night before. Um, I'm sorry, real fast. Are, are you able to hear me with the wind? Yeah, you're good. Okay, all right. Um, uh, I didn't go to bed till four o'clock that morning, and uh, I called him the next day and I told him, "I'm like Joey, I don't think I want to do it. Like I didn't really think anything of it, you know." Um, and he, of course, you know, gave me a guilt trip. So I'm like, "All right, fuck it. I'll throw my clothes on." And, and I ended up going. Um, and uh, am I allowed to curse? <laughs> yeah, you're fine. Everyone does it all the time, so. <laughs> oh. So I went to an audition, and they actually, the, the process, they had us uh, sit down at a table. It was a whole bunch of us. It actually went kind of quick. The paperwork that I filled out afterwards, that was the, the worst part about it. It was like a book. It was that thick, more than pa- the paperwork that I had to fill out for American Idol. But um, we sat down at a table, and we all went back and forth at the table, and um, we had to ask each other, uh, each other questions. And I believe, if I'm correct, the, quest- the question was, if... You were stranded on, actually, we each had different questions that we had to ask the person um, across from each other, I guess. My question was, if you were stranded on um, a deserted island um, and you could only bring three things, what would they be? And I said, well, first, I'd bring a boat. Second, I'd bring gas. And then third, I'd bring my music. And I guess they had already planned where the city was going to be. Uh, before I before I even knew it, I, before I went even went to the audition. Oddly enough, um, 
I'll tell you what happened directly after the audition that just blew my freaking mind. Well, the casting director held a couple of, of people back. His name was Booker, and Booker, oddly enough, he looked exactly like my dad, except bald. No joke. And uh, Booker wow. and I kept in touch for a long time um, after that. Um, during the process, during the casting process, they, they asked to speak to, like, certain people in your life, um, you know, that either your friends or your, your you know, your friends, your family, your uh, co-workers, your bosses, anybody, um, even people that you don't like, they asked to, to, to speak to. Um, and uh, uh, when he spoke to my mom, my mom kept on telling me that he called me his find. And I thought that that was the most amazing thing I had ever heard in my entire life because when we look at ourselves, like we see, we don't see what other people see in us. Right. I grew up with horribly, horribly low self-esteem. And even um, at certain points after real world, my self-esteem was shot in the shit, you know, in the shitter. I went through a couple of things in my life um, that uh, between uh, addiction, um, oh my gosh, addiction, loss, uh, uh, the birth of my son, everything. Um, and, and I thank God for everything that, that he's brought into my life that now I'm, I'm able to see the person that he made me be. And, and that all these people that I've met in my life see me as, you know, um, even good, good or bad, because <laughs> right. I know, you know, I take good from people that do, you know, that are negative towards me that, you know, um, I guess see me as a threat in their life, you know, that I'm, I'm doing what I love and I'm happy and I live a happy life and I have an amazing, uh, uh, boyfriend and my son is freaking awesome. And my family is so close and, you know, I'm, I'm thankful for that. But unfortunately people only take things as far as their perception allows them to take them until they have experiences in their own life that they're like, Oh wow, I guess I was wrong the entire time. So back to Booker, the fact that Booker referred to me to my mom, nonetheless, like, my mom, but not that my mom ever doubted me, but she was definitely afraid of me pursuing anything in, in entertainment because of the experiences that she had herself. Um, so when Booker was telling her, you know, you need to have a little bit more faith in your daughter, um, uh, that definitely hit home with her. And since then, my mom's been my, my number one fan and she's been supporting me. She does have her moments where she's like, well, maybe you should, you know, uh, you know, look into computers and get a job doing something in computers. Or maybe you should, you know, mom, I know, I know the risk of my job, but I know the reward too. And I, I, when it comes down to it, I, I'm the only one that can live my life. Right. And I'm get more happy doing what I love, not making that much money or having the potential to make a lot of money rather than doing a job that I hate and, and, you know, not making that much money or have the potential to do, make that much money, yeah. you know, like, um, but uh, uh, after the when, after the um, the initial audition, uh, it was really it was really cool. It was a really cool experience. Um, my ex boyfriend actually made it through the very first audition um, uh, for Real World, which was, I mean, obvious. I mean, he was a really good looking guy, and he actually sang too. But um, when Booker started diving deeper into um, both of our lives, we had to record videos. We had to. Um, Bobby wasn't asked to go out to California. I was because I had made it so far into the finals. And of course, Bobby was upset and, and got, I guess, jealous because um, uh, he did also audition for American Idol uh, with me the year after I had already gone through. And they I made it through again, <laughs> which I wasn't allowed to. They ended up stopping me. Um, the guy, the head guy from 19 Entertainment um, was one of the judges, and he flat out said, he's like, if nobody stopped you so far, he's like, I'm not going to stop you. Go right ahead. So um, and 19 Entertainment is affiliated with American Idol. Um, so I guess Bobby was upset that I made it through for American Idol, and he didn't make it through, and then here I am making it through for Real World, and he didn't make it through. And that is my point. Anybody that truly loves you is going to be happy for your successes, because when you succeed... They succeed. And and if anybody that is ever in your life that is is upset at your at your success, they're they're horribly miserable inside. And there's nothing that you can do about it. Only we can each work together. We can each work on ourselves on our own, you know, um, uh, in finding our purpose and in finding our own happiness and in in changing our own lives. We can't expect anybody else to see things from where where they're coming from because that's their life that's their perspective 
and we all our perspective in life only comes from things that we've been through you know and that's where our fears come from that's where our insecurities come from that's where our jealousies come from so the moment that you try to understand where somebody else is is not even so much we should under, try to understand where other people are coming from but the moment that you let that attempt to understand affect your well-being that's when you're in a whole freaking world of shit you know at least try to understand but if you can't just let it go and back up and uh i, I stopped under trying to understand where bobby came from and i found a actually my boyfriend now oddly enough does the same thing that i do he's a singer um and where it's funny because where where i falter he he rises and where i rise he falters you know so like we're able to we're a lot alike, but we're able to help each other out in a way that I, I never thought. And, um, you know, he was actually excited for me to be able to do this, uh, this, uh, podcast with you today. Cause you know, he knows, um, like this is my life. This is my livelihood real world. Not so much anymore. Although I've been thinking about maybe reaching out and maybe trying another challenge. Uh, cause I already did one, but, yeah. um, but uh, I'm I'm thankful that I had the opportunity. I'm thankful for all the people that I that I met along the way, especially doing real world. Um, and uh, Booker, I wish I could talk to my casting director Booker again because he was just he was absolutely incredible. And uh, and um, uh, I never I never expected uh, to make it on the show because I didn't take it seriously. I was, you know, that's what they say about um. Oh, he is Louise. Did he? Dwight is not plugged in. Them. I don't know. Well, we'll see if my phone dies. I apologize. It's all good. Um, but uh, um, I'm thankful uh, um, for the opportunity uh, that I had when I uh, got cast on Real World uh, because I, I had. I, it's funny how life works out. When you you can look forward to something, but the more pressure that you put on yourself, thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it, and not just giving it up and saying this is what i want i would love for this to happen you know if it doesn't life goes on there's probably a better thing ahead of there's more there's definitely something better ahead of me um and that's why i'm i'm seeing now i didn't make it on american idol i didn't make it as far as i had wanted to on american idol um because i wasn't i don't know i wasn't allowing life to take its course i wasn't I thought too much about it and I was, I had far more expectations and, and I had far more expectations. Um, and that's when, you know, we get uh, stuck and, uh, when we expect so much and it doesn't happen, then we give up on everything. And that's not what we're supposed to do in life. We're supposed to say, Hey, I didn't make it for this reason because there's something better. And after not making it all the way on idle, then real world came about. And, uh, and um, I, that was one of the best experiences of my life. And I, I'm so thankful. And oddly enough, uh, right after I made it through the first cut on Real World, I went to a psychic and the woman told me, she said, you're about to be on, go on a big trip. I didn't even say anything about, about um, uh, American Idol or, uh, um, or Real World or anything. After I made it through, I'm sorry, the first cut for Real World, um, I went to a psychic and because I like that stuff. And uh, she told me, she said, you're about to go on a, big, a humongous trip. And I said, where to? She said, it looks like you're going to Hollywood. And then lo and behold, I kept on getting through these cuts, getting through these cuts. And and I'm then finding out um, the city was Hollywood. And that's why Booker called me his friend. Because um, he eventually knew that I had, the first thing that, that you know, blew his mind was the fact that I said my music. So instantly, if they had already picked the city, they're like, well, what's up with her music? You know, like, why does she love music so much? Um, and then, uh, and then when I found out that it was, um, he found out that I did American Idol and everything like that. He heard me sing. And then the moment he heard me sing, he, he told me that he was building the cast around me, which is crazy. Wow. And then, and then I think, I think at the same time, they were also talking about Joey too. So Joey had already mentioned that he had these aspirations to, to um, you know, become an actor. So then they started building the cast around Joey. And then they, um, you know, the only one that really didn't know what he wanted to do, but he had that personality, that infectious personality, was Dave. Yeah. And Dave is doing, he's so successful now, um, from what I've heard. I haven't talked to him in a while. We actually spent a lot of time together um, after the show. 
um, we were together just about every day because he was living only a half an hour from me. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, at the time, but um, now I, I hear that he was work he's working for the uh, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm pretty sure. Oh wow! Um, so it's really cool, like how each each of us, um, you know, played a different role, and as different as we are, like they, Buda Murray has been doing this for a long, long time. You know, so um, uh, when we each walked into the house, we really thought that, you know, are these paid actors? Like, we're looking at each other because at the beginning, everybody seems so extra. Like, oh, let right. me put on the show. Let me do my makeup under the covers so that I wake up bright and fresh in the morning. And then after a while, you're like, okay, this is a real person just like me. They just took a shit in front of me the other day. So, you know, they're walking around butt ass naked uh, with, you know, flour all over them, you know? <laughs> um but it's really cool how each one of us played a humongous role in their casting and in 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 everything, and it's 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 crazy because I kind of take it as as you know, even though it's a reality show, real world kind of was the first experience in my life of how we are all connected in in one way or another. You know, if you know anybody's like backstories, like Kim's backstory and her, her dad and the fact that I was a dancer and. Her dad ran away with the dancer, but then of course Kim wants to be a a, um, a host on E News, you know. So like, it is pretty crazy. Um, and then me with my addiction issues, and then Joey he passed away from um, from an overdose, and uh, it is it is pretty wild um, when you think about it. Um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So at the time when uh, you know your uh, season was airing, it was uh, really popular. But now a lot of people kind of, um, I think, mostly due to the lack of, uh, you know, challenge presence on the uh, show, um, a lot of people refer to your season as the uh, forgotten season of the real world. <laughs> um, because, you know, you had, uh, you only did one season and, um, you know, Dave only did one season. And a lot of you guys, um, you know weren't really, you know, challenge mainstays, so your season kind of flies under the radar a little bit, but um, a lot of people, you know, forget how good your season really was. Um, yeah, keep going. I'm listening. Okay. Um, so I'm going to ask, do you still keep in contact with um, your roommates from uh, Hollywood? Uh, um, no. <laughs> um, we did for a little while, and here and there, um, sometimes we will uh, call each other, like, believe it or not, um, Kim and I, uh, Kim and I, we, oh, sorry, I'm dropping things in my house. Um, I don't, I don't really keep in touch with everybody, um, from real world. Um, but here and there, like, we'll reach out to one another. Um, you look so familiar, by the way. You look crazy familiar. But anyway, I'm oh, sorry. Okay. I, um, I don't, huh? No, I said you're good. <laughs> I um I don't keep in touch with everybody from real world. Occasionally, um, you know, we'll all reach out to one another here and there. Um, Kim and I actually, uh, a lot of people would be surprised, or you know, actually, a lot of people would be happy to know that Kim and I uh, found an unbelievable newfound friendship. And we're both moms now. Um, we both have grown up considerably since the show. Um. I'm a lot cleaner <laughs> than I was um, when I was in the world. Um, you know, I, uh, I'm a lot more organized now um, than I'm a mom. And um, uh, Kim and I, Kim actually, um, from the bottom of her heart, she apologized to me for how she treated me on the show. She's like, I was so immature. And she realized, you know, what people were saying, like like the backlash. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people that watch this show don't really realize that we, what you, what you guys saw was only 13 hours of footage. We were there for four months. Four months. So, and there's a lot of stuff that they should have shown that they didn't show. And they didn't even show it on the, sh they didn't even have, an, uh, I think, a shit they should have shown um, for our season. Um, and even the questions that we were asked at the, at the um, reunion were like very uh, shallow and, you know, cut the surf barely cut the surface of what we all experienced in the house. Um, all of the coincidences that, that happened that none of us could explain that we, we discussed, you know, later on. And we're like, well, remember when this happened? 
And then later on, this happened to counteract. It was it was really weird. A lot of weird stuff happened. We worked for Habitat for Humanity, and um, I think that's part of the reason why we're a forgotten season because. Um, the reunion kind of left a bad taste in all yeah. of our mouths. Not only was the chick um, that I call her a chick because I don't know that. That's whatever. It doesn't make any difference. People call me chick. I don't care. But <laughs> I don't see that as a as a demeaning term. But uh, um, I don't know. I kind of felt like how she, she was totally uh, um, incompetent in in doing her job. Um, I kind of I kind of feel like. Uh, uh, you know, I, I don't know. You're going to be a host and at least, like, the same thing with, like, these newscasters. Like, if you're going to, you know, try to send a message or do your job, if any job, you work at McDonald's, you work at ShopRite, you work in a doctor's office, you work in a hospital, well, you're the freaking president. Like, if you have a job to do, you got to do your job. That's your job. Right. And she didn't do her job. I don't know if they told her which questions to ask or, or I have no clue, but, um, uh, um, she didn't even scrape the surface of, of oh shit, sorry, I'm trying to hold on to this. Uh, the woman that, that posted uh, um, our reunion show, I feel like she didn't even scrape the surface of what we all um, were hoping that she would talk about. The fact, no offense to her, because I do like her, I think she's a great person, uh, Janelle. Janelle already had her time, and she should have never been brought out on the show. And that was her shock factor, and that's part of the reason why we all kind of were like, so is this about is this about the cast of the real world or is it about Will you know sleeping with Janelle like is this about Will sleeping with Brittany was this about Will trying to sleep with Sarah you know like it was, like and it wasn't even about Will it was more about Janelle you know like I don't even think that they even allowed Will to you know say his piece really which was fucked up and um, you know there were so many things that we had all wanted us to discuss but we didn't get a chance to and a lot of us actually. I'm pretty pissed off because instead of me being the person that I've always been, I was told by a person who will remain unnamed, and I'm not upset with him for doing this because I understood where it was coming from, but I was told that I need to tone back my, my me. I need to tone back being myself. And um, being myself is what helped my album sell so much. Being myself right. is how people... people were able to come out of their own shells because they saw that no matter what opposition I was facing, that I still was able to overcome it. Yes, I got pissed, I got angry, but I still didn't let me ruin. I still didn't let bullshit ruin me as a person, you know. And and um, you know, I wish, I wish. There's a lot of things that I wish that I could have gone back and done. And I appreciate you giving me the opportunity um, in in talking about a lot of things that I know that a lot of us wanted to talk about. Um, I kind of wish that I had the opportunity to go back to that reunion, be me, and tell Sarah that she is a piece of shit. I don't know how she is now. I've talked to her in years, but she's a know-it-all. And um, I'm sure she's realizing, uh, I guess now she was she was a know-it-all. I haven't talked to Sarah since the show ended. And even Kim and I, Kim and I spent a lot of time together. Kim, Brittany, and I spent a lot of time together um, uh, in New York when uh, when we were filming the reunion. Um, we, we went out the day before. We hung out that night. And, and then Will, Kim... Um, and I were sitting in Will's room. We actually made um, uh, a video and we posted it. And it was pretty much about the things that, that we never got asked. And 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 how, you know, um, Sarah did the self-righteous thing where she said she grew so much. But she didn't. She was honestly the worst person in the entire house. I don't judge her for that today. I, don't, I didn't even judge her for that back then. You know, but there were times, I don't know, even on the reunion, you see me roll my eyes a couple of times, and that's was because I was instructed to dial it back a little bit. Not by anybody from Buna Murray at all. You know, they right. encouraged us to be our normal selves. Um, you know, we all were very upset when Janelle was brought back on because that was totally unnecessary. You know, she barely spent, she was, she was literally in our house all of, I don't know, five times. And whatever happened with her and Will... Will actually ended up leaving the house for a little while. He went over to Janelle's house, which was totally against the rules. But, you know, like, they didn't, like, up until when, when the reunion was, from when the show aired, Will and Janelle, it was months, Will and Janelle didn't even speak. So for her to be brought back, that was entirely, like, it was bullshit. It was ridiculous. I understand why they did it. 
but it was it was stupid and a lot of, that's what left a lot of uh bad taste in our mouths and even beforehand we all were talking about doing the challenges and everything and dave was adamant about it and then dave realized that and this is no offense to a lot of the people that are still doing real world nowadays because a lot of them i give them major props because they're not only using real world as a platform which they should they're also, you know, pursuing their own dreams and their own careers and their own aspirations. Anybody that I feel as though gets stuck in this is going to pay my bills for the rest of my life is an asshole. You know, I mean, because real world, they're their time and they're short lived. And, and, and I mean, if that's how they feel, that's how they feel. And God bless them. And I hope that everything works out for them. You know, but um, um, they've realized, just like I realized in the first challenge that I did, the one and only challenge that I did, the ruins in Thailand. I realized that a lot of the people knew what the fuck they were doing in playing things up for the camera. And that's, in my opinion, I guess that is being real because, of, you know, you have to be real fake. Some, some I, I don't feel this way, but I guess some people feel as though you have to be real fake in order to make it anywhere. And unfortunately, right. we live in a very, very plastic world. A very bad plastic country. Our country is, our world is, is more geared to, like, how good a person looks or, you know, like, um, instead of a pe- person being true to their heart and true to their instincts, like, people end up committing suicide because of what society tells us that we have to be. We don't have to be anything other than ourselves. And some people don't even know who they are. And this is the problem, you know, that I saw when I did the show. Like, I can name a few names, but I'm not going to bother going there. Everybody wants to right now, but I'm trying to be a better person overall for my own sanity. Um, there were a couple people who have been on other challenges who, you know, that might have been one of their first ones, or or actually there's one that what was her first one. Um, and you guys can do that narrowing down. But I don't talk to her. But I noticed, and the reason why I don't talk to her, I don't. I, I the reason why I chose not to have a relationship with her, even though I was very polite to her, and we were really cool at the very beginning, is because I saw a different side of her when when all was said and done. In our room, when there was no camera around, she was a completely different person. But then I saw her trying to, like, you know, be up people's asses, and, and she was just completely and utterly fake. Fake. And... God bless her, because, you know, now she's making a hell of a lot of money being fake, and I got to give her kudos for that. She must have seen a bigger picture. I have to give her kudos for that. But I, but I don't know. You you can't take money with you when you die. You yeah. can't. And you're always going to remember the enemies that you made along the way or the people that totally were disappointed in your actions that are not going to... And I'm sure she's doing this on real world. She's doing this. And the other people, I'm sure if they're doing it on real world, they're also doing it in their regular lives. You know, um, they're not thinking about um, anyone but themselves and themselves in that in that point in time. And, you know, maybe if I make this money, that I'll be happy. No, you're not going to be happy. Because when you're, you know, 80 years old or 90 years old and nobody wants to be around you because of how you treat them years and years ago. Because people never forget what you say, but they forget how they, they never forget what how they people will forget what you say but they will never forget how you make them feel and i personally for me i've chosen not to be around people that i instinctually feel like are going to bring me down in one way or another i give somebody an opportunity to to you know prove themselves to me but i take everything with a grain of salt that's not being pessimistic that's that's just being realistic you know i'm a very very optimistic person you know, but unfortunately in this life, people are going to, you know, let you down sometimes. But when you stay true to yourself, it doesn't hurt that much. And um, uh, that's part of the reason why I um, I didn't do a challenge for so long because I saw sides of some people. There were other people that were there that I absolutely adore to this day. Um, DM, God bless her, was one of the most genuine, kind kind-hearted loving people i have ever met in my entire life and um you know there's a bunch of others that i just i i i love and i you know i i hope that they're doing well i don't talk to them but um i don't know i just feel as though i wouldn't sell some of these people would sell their own mom out for a bit of tv time and and you know ten thousand dollars a hundred thousand dollars why why like and 
I don't know. I guess we all, we all realize that we're going to die inevitably. Like at one point in time, we're, like, we're all going to die. That's just a part of life. So why live your life clamoring for that dollar when you could clamor for love? You could clamor for, for your own happiness. You could clamor not to, you know, be wanting to commit suicide because you don't even know the person that you are. And that's the thing that people don't always think about. You know, you know, the, the fights that we get into because of our pride and our, and that's one thing that was wrong with me when I did the show. I was incredibly prideful and I, and I, you know, there were ways that I, I thought that, you know, I was being targeted or, um, you know, there was a lot of things that I, I didn't realize back then that I do realize now. Um, but unfortunately, uh, I've, I've thought about maybe possibly doing another challenge, but I also weigh risk factor. And I'm wondering, like, I'm thinking to myself, like, if I do another challenge, will it be beneficial to my, my, spiritual health and my my mental health and my heart health. <laughs> um you know i mean i i can't say that i i don't i, I don't know i have no idea but i'm other than that i'm very 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 happy and very thankful in my life right now and yeah you know, i don't know we'll see what, what tomorrow brings right mm-hmm. uh, um so obviously you know most of the girls had like um i'd say a very um you know rough go um with the most of the champ guys in the uh, house on the ruins so uh more specifically wes um johnny kenny and evan what what was uh your dynamic with them like for you personally um we actually met um we met johnny kenny and evan a couple of times they actually came up to our, our real world real world house um when we were living in california and they seem like pretty cool guys um I mean, they were all right. Uh, just recently, actually, I thought it was really cool, and um, I'm really proud of him. Um, uh, Johnny Bananas. Um, I saw him. I was at Quest Diagnostics, and I saw him on a commercial, like a, one of their their things that they that they have there. And I, any time that I see a real worlder achieving their dreams, that makes me so happy. Like when when they realize that this TV stuff is cool, it's all right, no fun. But there's a bigger picture out there, and I, I'm not going to be able to, to fall back on this for the rest of my life. Um, I always like seeing that. Um, as far as I think, out of everyone, Evan probably was my favorite. Um, and I can't comment on any single person's character because I don't know them um, well enough to do so. Nor is it my right to do so, even though, even if I had happened for years and years for my whole life, I can't comment on somebody else's character. Um, they. They were all right. <laughs> they were all right. They they played the game, um, you know, and, and um, I I wish them I wish them the best, and I think that's really cool that they're each um, you know going after their dreams. I think that's awesome. All right. Um. So this is like a lot of people um look back at this moment. It's been brought up a lot lately, actually, by um you know fans and the challenge itself. Um, Siobhan, when she uh <laughs> thought she busted her implant. <laughs> What was that like that we didn't see? Oh my gosh, this poor girl. She like like face planted into the water. We were I think it was I'm pretty sure we were doing like the monkey challenge. I yeah. think it was a monkey challenge and uh, she climbed over one another. And um uh, uh of course she was shit at Oh my gosh. I felt so bad for her because I mean I don't I don't know what that what that feels like. I don't have fake boobies and I can only <laughs> Imagine, I know some girls actually that do that have popped implants or, you know, just had, you know, bad things happen um, uh, uh, to them. With Even girls, I know girls that have butt implants, too, that just have had bad things happen. Um, and, uh, I mean, I felt so bad for her. Siobhan's such a sweetheart. She's such a nice girl. And I, you know, um, I did feel really bad for her that day. And that's funny that they're still bringing it up. Yeah, they, they do like all, they've been doing like all these, um, ranking videos on, um, you know, the challenge YouTube channel and they, like, that's come up, like Siobhan in general has come up in like three of the last, like, oh, really? it's like, it, yeah, I don't know, like, it's just out of nowhere. Cause you know, I love her. She's so sweet. She's such a sweetheart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so when you got obviously, uh, voted to go into your elimination, you were kind of like one of the stronger girls, I'd say, on the uh, challenger team. Obviously, you had like Casey that could have gone in, but when you were, um, you know, going in, 
Um, you chose to go against Susie, which she obviously was undefeated. Um, and a lot of people are surprised by that. Was she uh, your initial choice? Did you always want to choose Susie, or were you leaning towards somebody else at first? Well, um, I mean, I honestly, my whole philosophy in, in my life is go big or go home. Um, you know, I, I live boldly. I pray boldly. Um, I raise my, my son to do the same. Um, I, I'm a risk taker, which it doesn't always I don't wind up so well. And our strategy was, um, well, of course, the, 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 the our people that had already been on challenges but didn't win challenges, that was the team that I'm on. So the people that had already been on challenges that had been there that were very close to the veterans, they already had their own strategy so that they could make it till the end. Um, I could dive deep. I don't know if you actually know, but um, the more challenges that you do, you get an initial pay um, yeah. from Una Murray. So I'm sure obviously people know that now, but um, um, I, you know, I just got paid, you know, per, I guess, week that I was there. So if I had done three challenges, I would have gotten, I, I'm pretty sure, an, an initial $1,000 if it was, like, my fourth challenge. Um, so, you know, they already had that, which was crazy. That, um, I, I knew I was going to be put in anyway because I was, like, a rookie rookie. Like, I, you know, had never done a challenge before ever. Mind you, um, everybody knew my background. They, they um, knew my arm strength. Unfortunately, smoking was the one thing that 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 did me in because if I didn't smoke I, I have a, a I, I don't doubt that I would have been able to beat Susie because literally when I tell you it was neck and neck it was neck and neck yeah um, and my arm strength um uh, oddly enough um a couple of years ago I was in the hospital for a while I almost lost my arms wow. um both of, um my hands actually uh I don't know if you can see yeah oh hold on a second wow. I have I have uh, somebody beeping and trying to call me. Um, uh, I don't know if you can see my hands, but um, they're both like this. I have a scar on my arm. Oh, wow. Both of my arms. I had to get surgery. I'll get into that later. Um, but uh, oddly enough, my arm strength has never waned. Um, I do push-ups now, uh, fist-closed push-ups, because I can't put my hand flat, um, which are... <laughs> Uh, difficult from what I hear yeah. um, but I was a dancer for so long um, my arm strength I was a gymnast when I was younger so my arm strength um, you know has never failed me uh, so I our strategy when I when I picked Susie was eliminate the strong girls and they said Brianna you're one of the strongest on our on our team so you, you know you, uh, we think you could eliminate her and of course I was going to pick her to begin with anyway because she was one of the strongest girls Evelyn had already been eliminated, I'm pretty sure. So, yeah. uh, and I wasn't chance to go out against Evelyn. <laughs> Actually, I would have, honestly. I like Evelyn. Evelyn's a sweetheart. She's always been really nice. Um, uh, but, uh, I mean, I wasn't I wasn't so sure about Evelyn. Um, uh, but if she had them there, I probably still would have picked her because, then, you know, that gives me kudos on the team. If I were to beat Evelyn, which is the strongest girl on any team, um, I would have easily kept my place there the entire time no doubt about right. it um but uh, so i decided to go against Susie, um you know which she was uh, the the next strongest girl on their team um and uh uh when i tell you it was it was neck and neck it was neck and neck as soon as we had the we had to turn the uh, the wheel in order to, uh, for the water to drip for, for the fire to get out as soon as her as soon as um she put mine out it was like boom boom like w within within not even a second her, mine went out and then hers went out. So, and it was crazy, you know, it was, it was really cool. And, and, um, uh, I don't know, just the whole, the whole opportunity was a lot of hurry up and wait. Um, but when we actually did get to do the challenges, they were really, really fun. Um, and, uh, you know, just the teamwork aspect. And, uh, I, I definitely still would have picked Susie through and through even, even today. I love it. Really much. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> So obviously it was um, very close. I actually got done watching it right before you uh, start talking about it. So I did my homework. Um, oh yay! <laughs> they, Thank you. They, they, ha they have uh, the episodes on um, like i i tunes I think like that. Yeah. So I I watch it off there. Um, oh, cool. So that being said, would you have rathered it be kind of like a head to head uh, physical type of elimination, or were you cool with uh, what you got? Oh, no, I would have loved to, like, wrestle somebody. Absolutely. There's no, no, I would love to. Oh, geez. Um, I've always been a fighter since I was young. 
um, and because I'm tiny, um, but uh, I don't know. I guess a lot of people, um, uh, anybody that has ever witnessed me fight knows that I mean, I'm, I'm, like, I'm like my boyfriend's just going, <laughs> lose my head, I'll pick shit up, I don't care, you know, um, but um, I, I'm very, very quick, and if I were to be able to um, wrestle Susie, um, and even, even possibly race her, I would have won, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so have you recently watched since uh, being on, or did you kind of put that, uh, wow. No, I, I don't know, I watch a lot of... <laughs> I have a nine-year-old about to be a 10-year-old, and uh, um, I watch a lot of Sonic the Hedgehog. I watch a lot of, I'm a cartoon girl. I'm going to be a kid for the rest of my life. I love cartoons. I love kids' cartoons. I love anime. I love um, I love Family Guy. I love American South Dad. I, oh, yeah. I love, I'm actually, I haven't watched South Park in a while, but I love South Park. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I have been the only real people show that I watch is Walking Dead. And okay. I don't watch any um, really reality shows. I used to watch um, Little People, Big World. I love that show. But I haven't watched that in a long time. Um, we didn't have we didn't have cable for a while, actually. Um, and we still don't have cable. We just used a fire stick, which is pretty awesome. We got a Roku box. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, but uh, I mean, I, haven't, I don't really have much of a desire to watch Real World just because I don't have a desire to watch the challenges either just because, uh, I don't know. I guess I know what it's about. And I know that I, I sometimes editing isn't always sincere. Um, mm-hmm. they try to make it mostly sincere. Um, but sometimes, you know, cutting and pasting does happen and that's why it's called editing. And, sure. um, you know, or, uh, or honestly just watching people knowing, having my impression of certain people and then seeing at them a totally different way without editing that's i don't like that i don't right. it makes me feel like they're being insincere or you know yeah. i don't like that so a few seasons after your last one they um introduced what's called um I don't know. I mean i'm sure you've probably heard something about it they uh it was a rivals season when they uh pair you and someone uh you know either someone that you're in a beef with or someone you've uh, fought with in the past. Um, are you aware like of that um, season that they did a couple times? Yeah, I hear about that, yeah. Okay. Because I talked to my, my friend um, Lily Madden. She actually does the same thing that you do. Um, Lily, uh, she's a blogger. She does podcasts and everything, too. And she keeps me, you know, up to date about uh, what's going on with different people. Okay. So I was going to ask, since obviously on the real world, um, you and Kimberly got at it a little bit, you know. I was mm-hmm. going to ask, how do you think that um, you and Kim would have did if they put you guys together for a rivals pair? Right. We would have we would have killed it. We would have won. Because <laughs> we I get agree. along good for now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, if they put if they did put us together, I think we, we would have done a great job. We, we, I don't know. We, have, we still have our, our views and our ideas and everything. Um, even politically, we have our views and our ideas. So um, we don't really comment too much on that anymore because he disagrees with me there. But I honestly think that the type of people that we are now that we've grown to be, we, we would easily have made a great team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you were obviously in the ruins, um, Western Bananas had like, you know, their kind of clashes. Um, and basically the story for the last, um, you know, 10 or so years has been West versus Bananas on most of the seasons. But for this current season that's happening... They actually made a secret uh, two-man alliance, um, and they're actually together. Yeah. So I'm gonna ask you, having been there for basically to see the beginning of what uh, started the rivalry, what uh, what is your thoughts on them? Um, you know, joining up. Um, I don't know. I really didn't talk to Wes a whole lot. He was alright. Um, I didn't really talk to Johnny a whole lot. Um, um, I mean, they're both pretty cool guys, and you know, obviously. It's, Anytime that, that a, a group can put um, a rival, anytime people can put a rivalry um, behind them, um, which obviously, clearly, it's not for you know the sake of, of being friendly, unless you know it could be something that does come out of it. Uh, 
uh, if they do, you know, do well, I mean, I haven't watched, but if they do do well, I don't even know if the season's over, or I'm not, I don't know. But um, if they do do well, maybe they will end up having a friendship out of it. But, uh, you know, they're, they only did that because money. So, you yeah. know, I can't say too much about it. I, you know, I right. can't wait. <laughs> um, so what are some hidden talents of yours that uh, people might not know about you? I am, I've always been a very good writer. Um, I'm, I'm very wordy. I don't know if you could tell. I talk too damn much. But uh, I've always been um, a very good writer, and uh, there's a lot of things that I am passionate about that I um, I would like to write about. Uh, I don't know if I could do that for a living. I don't ever want to. I don't, I, not that I don't want to do it for a living. Like I wouldn't do it. Maybe like I thought about you know possibly being a political speech writer. Like just you know maybe going to school to see you know to get myself out there and maybe start writing small, like writing for um you know like state legislators or you know um like governors, mayors, and but, um, no, I don't want to do that. I want to sing still. <laughs> so, uh, singing's always been my passion. Um, that's not a hidden talent. Everybody knows that, uh, that I do that. Um, what else? Uh, I don't know. I am, I fart pretty well. Oh, man. <laughs> um, a pretty good farter. Um, they don't really ever smell. They're always loud, though. Like, I think, honestly, Guinness Book of World Records, I beat that the other day. This quarantine's affecting all of our bodies pretty crazy. <laughs> but, um, um, and my son, my son is almost at my level. I'm trying to teach him some tricks of the trade. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I, um, I don't know what other hidden talents I have. I, you know, I like doing art. Um, I don't know. I never really thought about it. I just, I just concentrate on the ones that I know that I already do well. But I think I'm going to start looking into some other things. I don't know. <laughs> What about some things you aren't good at? Oh, ah, oh that list is pretty long. Oh, um, you don't uh, give me the my, whole lowdown. You could just throw a few. <laughs> my patience, um, uh, now that I'm a mom, has completely decreased a lot. Um, so that's why I try to, you know, pick my battles as much as I can. Um, I, uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a very good cook. I'm a very good cook. Um, and I cook all the time. Um, I'm not um, a very good exerciser. I'm not. Um, since I stopped dancing, I, uh, you know, I, I, I try to, you know, I do, I do exercise. I do my, uh, my Pilates and my, um, my P90X. But it's the matter of me getting motivated. So like a couple of days will go by, and then I'll have like three or four days where I bust my ass, and then like a month will go by, and then I'll do it again. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but uh, I mean, other than that, um, uh, you know, I, I don't know. There's, I could go, I could kill you with that forever with the things that I'm not good at. <laughs> um. So this question has come up quite a bit on my podcast. Um. So I'm gonna ask you. You're, uh, you know. Cookies or brownies? Ooh, I'm not really a big sweets person. I'm, and I know I'm weird. Um, I don't know Skittles. I'm just kidding. Uh, so I think I actually pick uh, uh, cookies. I don't know because brownies are pretty good, especially if you put um like caramel and like and yeah. uh, marshmallow in them. But uh, I mean, if I was really in dire need of cookies okay i pick brownies with the fudge and the and the and the caramel and the marshmallow in them but only that way no wow. doubt. <laughs> <laughs> um i'm gonna ask you this one too because it's also come up a lot i've had people rank um in terms of like the three main fast foods um their personal preference between burger king mcdonald's and wendy's so um, wendy's definitely best yeah, I put Wendy's. Wendy's at the forefront. I mean, you gotta add the chicken places in too. KFC, Popeyes. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-mm. Taco Bell is pretty bomb. Um, pretty- I'm not a big fast foodie uh, too often, but if I were to get fast food, KFC or Popeyes would be my main go-to. Yeah, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How about um, you? Out of the three fast foods, mm-hmm. believe it or not. I, I use this analogy a lot. I would always put Burger King first. But, like, when I compare, I'm, like, I'm not sure why I enjoy it so much or why I choose that over the other two. 
and I compared it to Criminal Minds. Like, I used to like that a lot. And yeah. Now, if I'm going to bed every night, if I'm looking at, you know, I just put something on to fall asleep to, it's always on, but I can't tell you why, because I haven't, like, enjoyed an episode of it in probably close to, what's five years now. That's crazy. It's probably burning eyes. But no, I know exactly what you mean, because I do the same thing with, like, with a lot of stuff, too. Like, I know, exa- I know, I know exactly what you mean. I haven't watched Criminal Minds in a long time, either. Oh, turn that back on. Might do that, too. Yeah, might have to. <laughs> And I'm not really a fan of Burger King. Mm-mm. I think it's because years ago I I I I ate Burger King um, after a night of, of drinking and just puked it up, and it was just not yeah. not good. Lasting impact. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um. So what have you been up to since we last seen you on television? Um. Well, like I said, I am. Uh, you know, actually, I'm gonna pull this out. I'm gonna walk to the kitchen. So, come join me. Um, I've been uh, um, will be will be ten in December. Um, I uh, I just been saying I actually work for um a, a company um uh, Crystal Entertainment based out of a. Uh, uh, South Jersey. That's where I live now. Um, I live in Sewell, New Jersey, and uh, I work for uh, a company. Um, I do some agent work, um, like booking nails and everything. But um, I still do sing. Singing is like my my number one all time passion. Um, I'm 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 prepared to be singing for the rest of my life, and I wouldn't have it any other way. That's um, awesome. And. Uh, um, even my, my, my voice has, has grown so much. So don't mind my, my mess in the background. We actually just moved. So, um, I used to live in Fallsboro, but, uh, we just moved, uh, from to school from Fallsboro, maybe like, uh, a little less than a month ago. Uh, wow. so we're trying to downsize all the shit that we have. So we have a lot of stuff to get rid of, but unfortunately a lot of places aren't doing uh pickups. We can't donate really anything. So yeah. it's just a waiting thing. Yeah. But, um, uh, um, uh, uh, aside from my son, um, I sing, um, full time now, um, do a little bit of agent work. Uh, um, I write a lot, cook a lot. Uh, um, a couple, I was talking about my arms earlier. Um, when my son was first born, um, I battled with, um, heroin and, uh, cocaine and crack addiction. And, um, I almost lost my life. Um, I went, my blood went septic, um, um, and the doctors gave me a 50, 50 chance. Um, my arms were in bad shape. Actually, my, my left arm was worse than my right arm cause I'm a righty. So yes, I was injecting and, um, uh, I would inject into my right arm and it's crazy because we all know the dangers of everything, but of course we get stuck in our own mindset and say, Oh, that'll never happen to me. Well, I should have known that that was, it was going to happen to me because my father, um, is also a recovering addict. He's a recovering um, alcoholic and a recovering um, pill user. And um, a few of my other family members have struggled with addiction too. Um, I never really had a relationship with my dad. He's a minister now, and we we talk um, fairly often now. But um, you know, I was being a kid, being stubborn. I didn't think that anything was ever going to happen to me, and it did. And I almost died. And that was the day that I decided to give my life over to God. And that was the day that my mom. Uh, my, my, my mom um, also, oh crap, why is this not charging? Sorry. It's I don't okay. know what's going on. 1%. Let me see. What is this? Uh, I have no idea what's going on. Oh, there it goes. Okay. All right. That's better. Um, that was the day that I decided to give my life over to God. And uh, ever since then, things have been moving in a much better direction than I had ever, I could have ever, ever expected. Um, and, uh, you know, I've had my, my struggles and my bumps and bruises along the way, um, you know, but uh, overall, um, if I didn't have faith in, in some something or someone bigger than me, um, and I'm a firm believer that it doesn't matter um, which religion it is, if, if you believe that there is something greater, that you cannot control everything in your life, no matter how hard you try to. You cannot control other people. You cannot make people do anything that they don't want to do. It makes your life a fuck ton easier. Sorry, Jimmy. Oh, my son's out here. Yeah. Jimmy, come here. Come here. 
come here. It makes my life a whole lot easier. It makes everybody's life a whole lot easier. And every good religion will tell you the same thing that, you know, I, that's my goal, man. Hey, how are you? Good. Good. <laughs> Thank you. I know. I was sitting outside. I'm going to take a shower in a little bit. No. He gets that from me. Mommy, you stink. That's what he just said. <laughs> Thanks, Jimmy. Thank you. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I was sitting outside all morning. Um, laying out in the sun, but uh, he um, uh, I just feel like I feel as though that no matter what religion it is, you know, when you when you open your heart up to the possibility that you know we all have a purpose here, and we all, whether people want to admit it or not, we all affect one another in different ways, and even in negative ways, somebody's affecting you if you're getting upset with what they're doing, and even a person down the street, you know, they could, they could, uh, uh, you know. It's a catch-22. You know, we can only worry about what we do ourselves. We can't make anybody else do um, anything that we, we, you know, wouldn't expect our own selves to do. We can't, we can't push anybody to do anything. We can only worry about ourselves. But we are still connected in one way or another. And in realizing that we're connected, it makes your, your, your life. And realizing that I can only control myself. And then also realizing that me controlling myself is bettering the entire world around me, which it, it does, you know, it makes life a lot easier to, I guess, to go through, you know, because I can't control yeah. what's going to happen. I can have a plan for tomorrow. I can have a plan for today. But sometimes, you know, life, life has a, a different plan, you know, right. and I just have to go with the flow. And I'm, I'm tired ever since I started realizing that my depression has gone away. My, my anger has gone away. My, my weight has gone up. My skin has cleared up. You know, like I, I just feel a lot, a lot better overall. And, um, you know, we all, we all worry. It's funny because we all deal with invisible enemies every single day and we don't even realize it. And, uh, that's one thing that also any good religion will tell you too. Like, you know, the giants that we face in our lives, the mountains that we face in our lives, they're not as big. We always come out on the other side, you know, and if you have faith in something bigger, whether you do come out on the other side or whether, you know, that you get taken, we're all going to have to die one day eventually, you know, and, yeah. you know, or you can die happy living a, a, a life of purpose or you can be on your deathbed and have, imagine being on your deathbed and having your hopes, your dreams, your regrets, every single every single thing that you wish you could take back in your life surrounding you or, 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 you know, your guilt, your, your, your sadness. And imagine all the negative things that we put ourselves through that our minds that we, we don't allow ourselves to do because of fear, because of, of, of guilt or everything that, that, you know, we shouldn't, we don't want in our lives. Imagine that all surrounding our bed because we just didn't, you know, free it from ourselves, or we didn't pursue the, the passion that we, we were put on this earth to pursue. We, we know we let everybody else get in our heads and say, you can't do this. You can't do that. Well, you're never going to make it. You're never going to do that. And that is an invisible enemy. Fear is the biggest invisible enemy. And, and, and it's the reason why we react the way that we do that, you know, we have, we have, we, we don't listen to other people to hear we listen to respond you know we react we listen to re to react we, we we react before responding you know and we don't even hear one another because we're assuming more than we're more than we're listening we're thinking that we know everything and and it's just so much easier when you just just let shit go it really, it really is you sleep better at night <laughs> yeah yeah um Actually, this was going to um, lead into my last question, but since you were, um, you know, mentioning um, Jersey, I was actually, uh, I was going to ask for your next question. I was obviously going to bring up um, how the uh, coronavirus has kind of had uh, forced you to have to adjust, but I was going to make a point that, um, yeah, I actually, um, two days after my birthday, actually, is when this whole thing started. So, like, basically... Yeah, thank you. Basically, my birthday was like the last like real day that of like true social interaction um, mm. that before this obviously started. And I actually was down in um, South Jersey um, during that because right now I'm like I live normally up north, but I was visiting uh, my grandparents. Right. And then that's when this all started. Um, 
so yeah, it was kind of crazy, you know, like the first two weeks of it, I was down there, but, um, so now I'm going to ask you, um, how has the virus kind of, uh, forced you to, uh, adjust? Well, um, uh, like I earlier, my boyfriend and I, we actually do the same thing. He also bartends, um, but I just strictly sing and I do, um, you know, uh, agency work and stuff. Um, so we've been on a bar. Um, we were able to file for the uh, PUA pandemic um, unemployment assistance. Unfortunately, New Jersey's um, uh, uh, Governor Murphy, um, I have no idea where, where his mind is. I know he's probably stressed out. Look, the good thing about uh, this virus, and I'm trying to see every positive thing about this virus, is that it's going to prove to every American who's willing to actually know real information um, to look for information instead of just hearing he said, she said. Um, it's going to prove who real leaders are and who aren't real leaders. And unfortunately, um, Governor Murphy is failing right now, and he's failing a lot of New Jersey citizens. He's being far more, in my opinion, he's being far more tyrannical than he's actually being being fair. Um, I have my own thoughts about what should be happening, you know, what should be happening right now um, across the U.S., but I, I'm... You know, I, I speak about my thoughts, but I'm not going to force anybody to do anything that they don't want to do. Um, I still go out. I still social distance. I still wear my mask. And I'm only, uh, you know, around people that are okay with being around me, you know. And um, I personally, I mean, I my neighbors don't wear masks, so I don't wear my mask around them. I don't, you know, because if they're not worried about it, then I'm not going to worry about it. And for my own family safety, I allow my, my son and my boyfriend, you know, obviously makes his own decisions. So, you know, I'm not going to make him do anything that he doesn't want to do. But um, New Jersey has mandated it, uh, mandated that um, in order to, to go into any business, we have to wear a mask. That's cool. That's fine. I will do that.